2: Drum all day, if you wish. Jimbo in for Bobby Mack here on this Friday the 13th, the last Friday the 13th of the year 2020. Uh, the next one is going to be in August. There's only one Friday the 13th in 2021. But of course, if Joe Biden actually takes the oath of office, maybe every month will have a Friday the 13th. One can hope not, but one does not know, does one? Glad you're with us today at 1063 WORD, the Upstate's talk station, also 1063 WORD.com, and of course 101.5 FM in Anderson, also a 95.1 FM in Clemson, Pickens, and Seneca. we got the Upstate covered, my friend, where our Ingalls Advantage Talk Line number, and we'd love to hear from you, is 1 800 347 1063, 1 800 347 1063, and Pat. In Landrum calls in this afternoon. Hey, Pat.
3: Yes, I wanted to uh, give you a call and just let you know that um, the uh, Republican Party up in Hertford County, North Carolina, has been very active. And um, a couple of weeks ago, they did a Trump train, and they started it from the middle school um, in Mill Spring, just outside of Columbus. And we had a police escort and stuff, and we went through Tryon, and then down 176 and through Landrum. And um, they're going to be doing another one to show support for Trump tomorrow. Um, They're meeting at the middle school about 1130 and then starting from there and doing the same route where they'll go through Columbus and then try on 176 through Landrum. But Rutherford County is also joining us. And um, apparently we are getting a lady with horses that are decked out in Trump gear and Landrum Farmers for Trump are also going to. Join the parade with their tractors and trailers and everything. So it sounds like it's going to be a pretty big event. And um, I just thought I'd let listeners know if they're interested, anybody can join. American flag, Trump flag, Blue Lives Matter flag. Um, Anyway. No, no, no,
2: and let's make sure that everybody out there who may have heard this, but they they weren't uh, taking notes real quickly. So now that they they are aware of this, why don't we repeat that information as to where uh, people should go uh, uh, tomorrow and so that we can make sure that everybody who's interested can get that down, Pat. So go ahead and repeat that if you would.
3: It's it's actually a Mill Spring address. It's the middle school. It's called the Recreation Center. And um, it, it, they're starting to um, I think they want everybody there Around 1130 And from there they leave And go down um, through Columbus North Carolina and Tryon And then come down 176 Through Landrum and, uh, on 14 And that's their little route And they're picking up The horses and the farmers At the Dollar Tree in Landrum Which is right on Highway 14 So um, it's just support for Trump and and, um, you know, letting him know that we believe he won the election and uh, and that's sort of the deal.
2: Well, good for you, Pat. I think that's uh, that's wonderful that that is is being so organized. And I think that's uh, absolutely tremendous. Of course, now most of the the major uh, media outlets are now declaring that, in fact, the president did carry North Carolina, uh, which is uh, is good. We could use a few more like that, but that that's wonderful. And and who again is behind this? Because whoever it is should be commended. Pat, go ahead.
3: Well, there's a very active little group in um, the Polk County GOP um, in in North Carolina, and they've um, really the last couple of years they've done a really good job at organizing these events and everything. And I think they coordinated with um, uh, Rutherford, excuse me, Rutherford County. In North Carolina, they have a very active group. And because Landrum, a lot of the people that are go to the churches sometimes in North Carolina, so they kind of go back and forth between working with the parties in North and South Carolina. So there's a lot of uh, South Carolina people that are active in that too. And so um, I, I probably cannot put my uh, finger right now on the gentleman's name, but there's several people in that party that are very active and um, really do a good job at getting people out and, and motivating them and stuff. So that's, well, that's who headed up the we, whole deal, and they said they just felt like they needed to um, show support uh, for the president during this time. So.
2: Amen to that, and we need more people like that, Pat. That's uh, that's wonderful, and I thank you for sharing that. So, again, anybody, 1130 tomorrow. And, again, the, the, the meeting point one more time uh, where people are to, to, to start this, again, is at which middle school?
3: It's uh, the Pope County Middle School and um, it's they call it the Recreation Center and stuff. Mm-hmm. I believe it's on 108 okay. um, don't uh, don't hold me to that or something but if they do a search for it or whatever um, okay. and uh, you know probably if you're just something you if you want to join it great and and if you just want to view it and you're in the Landrum area it probably will come through around I'm thinking 12 1215 12, right about that time so.
2: Well, that's wonderful. Uh, that, that's, uh, that's great spirit, and I hope that, that, that you see a whole lot of folks there, Pat. Thank you for sharing that.
3: Oh, you're welcome. I appreciate you taking my call. I just wanted to let people know because, um, you know, we're welcoming anybody who, who, who wants to join. And um, we had some really interesting vehicles last time. We had some old Chevy trucks that were all remodeled and, and uh, mm. you know, some 1950s cars that were all decked out in Trump, and it was it was pretty cool.
2: That sounds cool indeed. So uh, uh, that that's uh, an excellent thing, and, and, and uh, I can't think of a better way to spend a fall afternoon. Thank you very much for that, Pat, in, in Landon. I do appreciate that. So if people want to uh, right, show their for support for the call. president. Yes, ma'am. Thank you very much, and uh, do appreciate that. All right, it's uh, 513 at 106.3 WORD, and uh, that's important, to, to show that support, uh, to get out there. And, uh, again, it sounds like this will be a, a pretty interesting gathering of maybe some uh, who knows, some vintage vehicles as well, just as a little little side benefit there. But uh, sure, uh, it's a chance to show uh, your support uh, for the president. And uh, that's valuable. And that's, uh, I'm, I'm sure that, that, uh, that, first of all, that this kind of thing, when it happens like this, uh, this is the kind of information that does way, make its way back, uh, even to the White House, and that the president will appreciate it uh, very much, absolutely. is our Ingalls Advantage talk line. 1-800-347-1063. And the Common Sense Retirement Planning text line 71307. 71307. Uh, Let's see your texters. Uh, Jimbo, could I please ask for some prayers for my 85-year-old father? His name is Jim Howard, served 27 years in the Navy, and we've spent 14 hours at the emergency room today. Thank you Jim and Easley. Well, absolutely. Uh Jim and Easley for Jim Howard, 27-year naval veteran, 85 years of age. Uh certainly prayers from all of us go out to uh, your father and uh, your entire family. That's uh that's nice to see uh that, that someone uh, would bring that up. That's 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 good. That's good. Texter says, uh, Jimbo, like Weldon Romney before him, Massachusetts Governor Faker Charlie Baker is a rhino and uh, no Trumper. Lord forbid if it comes to that, hopefully he'll pick a Republican replacement for Princess Liarwatha Warren. He thinks of himself as a Republican, and while he may not always act like one, when it came to picking a replacement Trust me, it would be a Republican. It might be someone in the uh, in the Rhino mold, but let's face it, in Massachusetts, that's about as good as you're gonna get. A, a Rhino Republican is better than Hiawatha. Okay, not not perfect, but better. All right, Jimbo, for
3: Bobby Mack, the time is five fifteen.
2: Afternoon, all. Thank you for being with us. What a pleasure to have you aboard this afternoon at 106.3 WORD. Now at 95.1 FM in Clemson, Pickens and Seneca, 101.5 FM in Anderson, and everywhere on the Radio.com app. I should certainly say so. Our Ingalls Advantage talk line. And we'd love to hear from you. Your thoughts, your feelings today at 1-800-347-1063, one 800 347 1063 and the Common Sense Retirement Planning Text line 71307 71307. Texter, as regards the previous call that we had from uh, Pat, uh Polk County Middle School is on Wolverine Trail, just off of Highway 108. Uh and Alan and Taylor's goes on to add, you're a true radio icon. Thank you very much for that. Again, that's Polk County Middle School. Is on Wolverine Trail just off of Highway 108. They want you to meet tomorrow around 1130 for this Trump train. Uh, That's that's good. Another texter says, send money to the Trump Election Defense Fund also. Do it directly through his website, some problems with others. Okay. Very good. Uh, Appreciate that. Texter here says, this is Tony in Pickens, who says... uh, Hey, Jimbo, I tell my family all the time that after I die, please don't let me vote Democrat. <laughs> well, that's a tricky thing there, Tony. <laughs> Unfortunately, there are any number of people who have found that beyond their control. That, uh, Although I understand that with uh, election reform, that in the future, uh, all dead people who vote will have to be registered. So that's that's a step forward, I guess. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah, when I die... Uh, That's what it would take, yeah. Uh, I would say, you know, I'll be voting Democrat over my dead body. But unfortunately, that's not funny. (laughs) Not too funny. All right. Anyway, Texter says, I feel the Dems will do very little the next two years so as not to lose more congressional seats in just a short 24 months to midterm elections in 2022. Well, it certainly is getting close to 2022, isn't it? All the House will be up, a third of the Senate. Will be up, yeah. Uh, I don't know that they will do very little. Uh, they see a lot of them feel very empowered. If you're among the AOCs of this world, and, and uh, uh, Ilan Omar and uh, Tlaib and, and some of those people, this is your moment. Yeah, we're gonna get, we're gonna run amuck. We're gonna do everything we want to do. Now that's foolish and childish, but then again, consider where it's coming from. Uh, they're not going to get to do everything they want because uh, they're going to have to get it through Congress, and uh, that's not going to be easy to do. I am pretty, I, I am quite confident, frankly, that uh, that the Republicans will take both of the Georgia Senate seats, uh, and they only have to take one in order to deny the Democrats control. The Democrats have to sweep those two seats. Not likely in my view. Not likely at all. So, uh, so we'll see. But. Uh, in any event, uh, I don't think that the Dems at all wish to do very little for the next two years. Uh, quite frankly, there are things that they, they feel very frustrated they have not been able to do. It varies from, from congressman and senator to, uh, to to congressman and senator, but they're going to want to do stuff, okay? That's why they're there. They will consider what they've got to be a mandate. It is not. A mandate, not even remotely a mandate. It is a lack of mandate. Even if it turns out that Joe Biden is sworn in January twentieth, as could be the case, twenty-five past five now at one o six three W O R D is anything but a mandate. So they're going to want to do stuff, and of course, a lot of the things they want to do are, in fact, going to cost them more seats. Now, uh, of course, the, the real problem that, that exists here is the fact that you have people out there with differing views and in differing districts. For example, you've got some of the moderate Democrats saying that uh, slogans like defund the police and embracing socialism have hurt the party. I would agree it has. The progressives say that the centrists are out of touch with their own base. They're talking at cross purposes to each other. Sure, if you're in AOC's district, I mean, she just got reelected after knocking aside, like, 20, what, 25,000 jobs in her district? I mean, they'll reelect her for any reason. Sure, in their districts, which are off the wall left wing, that's their base. But if you're from some moderate district out there somewhere other than, uh, let's say, New York City, that's, that's not your base at all. The Democrats have a real problem right now with unity, and that's a problem for Joe Biden. What does he do? He's been talking out of both sides of his mouth throughout this campaign. He's Mr. Moderate, but of course he's trying to make the left very happy. Well, you can't do both, Mr. Biden. Which is it going to be? And it'll be very interesting to watch. If he, if he tap dances to the left, then he seriously runs the risk of losing the House and more seats in the Senate come uh, 2022. But if he stays in the middle he's going to have a revolt on his left. I'll tell you, I would not want to be Joe Biden, even if he, in fact, pulls this out, because he's tried to be so many things to so many people. He has tried to, in fact, uh, have it both ways. You can't do that. You can't do that. It's one thing to campaign and, uh, and just talk. Talk is cheap. If, in fact, he is actually in the Oval Office, he's going to have to do things. He's going to be on the record. He's going to go to the left or to the right, and either way, he is damned. Either way, uh, what the Democrats do that will affect the elections of 2022, which of course are the, the next big big election hurdle, uh, it's not going to be easy. Either way they go, they run a serious risk, and I will lead the chorus of boo-hoo, boo-hoo. Boo hoo. 527 at 1063 WORD, our Common Sense Retirement Plan text line 71307 71307, and the Ingalls Advantage Talk line 1 800 347 1063. 1 347 1063. The President has every right to pursue all of his legal challenges, and he should do so. Just exactly what he will find, well, that remains to be seen. That's the point is to find out how much fraud was there. Was there enough to turn over the election? That's going to be a mighty high hurdle to reach, a mighty high hurdle. Mostly lawsuits and recounts don't have that that much of an impact. A few hundred votes maybe, a thousand votes, that's a lot. Tens of thousands of votes, a whole lot. But another bonus, if you will, is to find out cases of people who may have actually been involved in voter fraud. There are laws against them, and, and there there is punishment for that, not as much as I would like to see, and another texter agreed with me on that. But there is such punishment. Find those people, charge them, convict them, and send them to cool their heels behind bars. That would be a very good thing if nothing else comes out of this. Al Gore took 35 days to finally concede. The president's had 11 so far. And December the 8th is the fail-safe point when the states have to certify their ballots. Give the president time. Have patience, as Joe Biden said. Jimbo for Bobby Mack at 106.3. The time now is 529.
3: That's an idea. I had nothing
2: else planned for this afternoon, so here I am, and there you are. And let us now telephonically interface, shall we, which is still legal, I think, in most states. And you can do that with the Engels Advantage talk line, 1-800-347-1063, one 347 1063 the Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307, 71307. See what uh, the texters are tossing our way out here. Uh, uh-huh. uh I guess this is. Uh, I guess what they're saying is, why do judicial systems act like politicians? I think that's what they're saying. They're asking, I believe. Um, the whole point of a non-elected judicial system was that they would not be politicians. For example, the Supreme Court has in recent years been reluctant to take on a lot of heavyweight, big-time issues as if they had to win re-election. They don't. I don't understand that uh, at all. I do certainly recognize the fact that more than a few members of our courts, including our highest court, consider themselves to be lifetime tenured, unelected legislators. And that's got to stop. They were never intended to act in any such function. Again, an example I've cited before, one of our justices in recent times, one of the liberal women on the court, uh, referred to something in one of her, uh, her statements' uh, opinions as being beneficial. Beneficial is none of their business. Beneficial to whom? If someone on the Supreme Court is so worried about beneficial, they should resign from the Supreme Court and run for the House or the Senate or the presidency, and let's see if your view of beneficial coincides with that of the public. But it 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 said it all regarding how uh, some of these judges really would much rather be uh, legislators. Well, you're not. You're not. Let's see here. Uh, the president does not have to concede. He can uh, just walk off. Uh, that is true. Yes, absolutely. He doesn't have to to issue a concession. Uh, it says here he can, uh, can just say, hey, I consider the election to not be valid, which, in fact, as far as I can tell, that's what it would be. Uh, he can do that uh, to go on from this texture. In other words, he does not have to make a concession speech at all. No, there's no legal requirement that he do. Especially with what has transpired over the past four years and what with all has transpired before this election with the abuse of power for uh for tickley by the Pennsylvania Supreme Court and the secretary of state of Pennsylvania okay um no but the the point of that is uh, no the president does not have to issue a concession statement there's no requirement to do that uh Another texter says uh, Pelosi is going to remove Biden as soon as he gets in, if he gets in at all. Uh, well, that's interesting. I wonder exactly how how Pelosi would do that, since the Speaker of the House is not empowered to remove a President of the United States. Uh, that'll be interesting watching her try to do that. Uh, so, the texter says, "Jimbo, that's why they got laid down." Harris will take over basement. Oh, they'll put them in put him, I guess, back in the basement. Okay. Uh, we'll see. I think that uh, if Biden is elected, that he will, uh, he will stick around. I don't think that they will get rid of him. I don't think they need to, for one thing. And two, he, he wouldn't go quietly. I mean, we saw that he's had some cognitive difficulties. That's true. He doesn't drool. Uh, the thing about Joe Biden is he's always been just a, a get-along-Joe He's always been, good old Joe, Uh, whichever way the Democratic Party wind is blowing, that's the way Joe goes. I'm sure he will make abundantly clear from day one, I'm in charge here. And, And he will be, except for one thing. If he wins, the one thing would be, he doesn't really have a firm fixed viewpoint of anything. So he's going to be open to a lot of suggestions. And if, in fact, he has a Bernie Sanders as labor secretary or Elizabeth Warren as treasury secretary, they're going to have all kinds of suggestions. And so will the AOCs and others of the world. And Biden is likely to take their suggestions. They don't have to get rid of him. I think he is pliable. I think that he is uh, more or less he can be molded to their desires. I could be wrong, but uh, that's that's my thought. I don't think you need to get rid of him at all. Texter says Jim Ray Stevens has a song on YouTube called "Grandpa Voted Democrat" that is both funny and true. If you need a chuckle, listen to it. Yeah, Ray has done some very funny stuff in in recent years. Yeah, Grandpa Voted Democrat. Uh, I've had a chance to interview Ray Stevens, a great American. I must tell you, here th- this is a great text. What if you make a provision in your will? To legally prohibit voting Democrat or Socialist when passed away, or else there would be legal consequences. <laughs> oh my! It's 18 now before six. Have we really come to that? You have to put in your will that after I die, I, I my vote cannot be cast while I'm dead for a Democrat or a Socialist. <laughs> I don't know. Talk to your family attorney. <laughs> that that is. Uh, That is a fascinating thought. I'm sorry that we're at that point, but maybe we are. Maybe we are. Wouldn't that be tacky? Wouldn't that be sad? But maybe we're there. All right. Just some of the thoughts that are passed our way this afternoon. Yeah, I think the person who needs to worry about their job is not uh, Joe Biden. The person needs to worry about... uh, Biden, by the way, a week from today, Biden turned 78, just so you know, a week from today. So... Nancy Pelosi is the one who needs to worry about her job. Well, she'll still be a congresswoman from from San Francisco. She was she was elected, uh, like she is every time that she's up. But it's whether or not she has again chosen to lead the Democrats in their caucus. That's the tricky part. Pelosi is not going to be willing to just be another member of Congress. No. If she's not Speaker I'll guarantee you, she, she—I don't think she'll quit in a in a huff. I don't think she'll just uh, stomp out. But I think she will not seek re-election. She is eighty, after all, and uh, I just—I uh, I very seriously doubt that she would stick around. Which is a shame, as as I've said before. I, I emphasize this. I would miss Nancy, although my aim is getting better. But I would miss Nancy. Oh my goodness, she has been such a caricature of the corrupt politician. It has been very convenient to have her as leader of congressional Democrats. Very convenient. I would really miss that. Seriously. I would very much uh, like to see her stick around. I think that she makes the ideal face of the Democrat Party. I really do. I would very much like to see her stay there. So, Democrats, keep her, okay? Keep her. Keep her. Uh, (laughs) I really hope they do. But now that if you've got moderates joining the left and thinking of ousting her, I, at the moment, I would say 50 50 that she stays as Speaker. 50 50. Uh, a lot of Democrats really thought that, that they were on the cusp of this big mandate, that the public really wanted the Democrats. Turns out that, that they didn't. They didn't. Uh, it looks like, probably, that uh, Republicans will lose one seat net in the Senate. They picked up a number of seats in the in the House, and uh, absolutely, I think it's very definitely true that, uh, that the, the Republicans have a shot at taking the majority of the House come 2022, especially if Democrats do what I think they're going to do, which is to say they're going to push all kinds of policies that most people don't like. I, I think that the chance of Kevin McCarthy being the next Speaker of the House is, is not that bad uh, come, uh, not certainly this January, but... Uh, January of uh, 2023. That's a real possibility. Texter says, "Hey, Jimbo, I think Hunter would be Joe's pick for Secretary of Treasury." ha <laughs> ha! You know, for a moment I was about to say, "Well, no," but then I have to add, "You know, <laughs> probably not." Would be my answer. <laughs> probably not. But did you notice on that big speech last Saturday night he mentioned Hunter? Talk about gall! Talk about hutzpah! <laughs> he actually mentioned Hunter. I think it is safe to say that other than maybe a Senate investigation, nothing's going to happen to Hunter. That that whole chapter, uh, they're going to get away with it, I think. That's very sad. But if, in fact, uh, Biden does win election, uh, son Hunter, I think, is going to get away scot-free. That would be terrible, but very possible. All right, uh, Jimbo for Bobby Mack, 1063-WORD, and our Ingalls Advantage talk line, 1-800-347-1063. one 347 1063 Treasury Secretary Hunter Biden,
3: n- no. <laughs> All right, back in a moment. Well, nine minutes now before
2: six o'clock at 106.3 W.O.R.D. Thank you for being with us this afternoon. And uh, Christine calls in from uh, Moore. Hello, Christine.
3: Hi, Jimbo. I sure love to hear your voice. Thank you. I wanted to um, call in because um, yesterday a teacher had called in and there was sort of a report about what's been going on with the virtual school. And I understand a lot of children are having um, or getting F's, and they said that this was a high count compared to what it has been in the past, and I wanted to comment on that, that the teacher had thought a lot of it was the parents weren't working with the children, and my grandson is in a, a private Christian school here in Spartanburg, and so their, for them, school has just continued as normal, but my granddaughter is in a public school, and her father is a very, very savvy man on a computer, and he said the very first day that he had to even attempt to log her in. It took two hours just to get her in. And then students were commandeering somehow or another these lessons plans, making them disappear, and there was lots of trouble like that. But I've had other parents say that their children who have been A students and are trying so hard are failing because the parent or the grandparent who might be trying to help them on the computer, it's so convoluted, this public school system online, that they simply cannot get the work done correctly. And even if they get it done, when they go to press enter or whatever it is, a lot of times none of their work is even recognized or it's lost. And so I just wanted to comment and see what you thought about that.
2: Well, that certainly seems like a major problem, to say the least. I mean, Well, you have to have certain minimal standards if you're going to do this uh, sort of uh, virtual learning, and that's clearly not up to snuff. Uh, Honestly, uh, I'm amazed. I'm appalled.
3: I was, too, and I feel so sorry, especially for my granddaughter. They're now back in full-time school, but if uh, things change and they decide to shut everything down again, I'm just so concerned about what in the world is going to happen for all of these children. And really to all the school teachers out there, please understand that for some of the parents and myself being a grandparent who did not grow up with computers, a lot of people are just doing the very best they can to even navigate some of this system. And uh, if they can't figure it out, what do you do?
2: Well, uh, there ought to be resources in that regard. Uh, Surely the the school system must be offering some kind of tutorial assistance. There needs to be an an emergency hotline and people standing by who can talk uh, parents uh, through the process. I mean, you can't just leave people to their own devices. I mean, you know, Christine, one problem here is that a lot of these rules were made by people who are really into computers, and they assume that everybody is. Well, everybody isn't. These parents need to make themselves heard, and, and, and what you just said needs to be said loud and clear and strong at school board meetings and at other gatherings, PTA, what have you. Those, those uh, uh, even if it's only a, a virtual gathering, a Zoom session, if you will, they need to be uh, loud and uh, demanding change.
3: I agree. I have a lady here in my neighborhood and she has a grandson who's going, he's in junior high this year, and she said he's a straight A student and because of this uh, program, he is now failing, but not because he hasn't tried or because they haven't helped him. The school has actually not recognized that he's even clocked in. They've been like, oh, he's absent. And when they do try to, Text, I guess they have a texting line that you can let them know. No one ever gets back to them.
2: The, the, this has to be fixed. And again, uh, if, if, if these texts are not going through, then they've got to fix that. If, if they're, they're backed up, then you need more people responding to the text. I mean, this, this is kids' education we're talking about here. This is not some minor consideration. Uh, this is supposedly uh, yeah. an acceptable substitute for in in school in person attendance in school, and what you describe is anything but acceptable.
3: Oh, I agree, and I'm very thankful for the uh, that private school because my grandson is doing fine and making A's, and it's so interesting. There's no there's no COVID over there.
2: Well, I can only say this, that it's, it's time that maybe a lot of people did some serious thinking about the educational options out there. And there are such private schools. Uh, there is homeschooling. Uh, there are any number of things that, that maybe more than a few people ought to be looking into. Maybe this pandemic has had a positive side effect of getting people to think seriously about the options that they do, in fact, have for the education of their children.
3: I agree, and I thank you very much for – I thank you for your thoughts on it. I just wanted other people to know, and especially with all due respect to the teacher, because I recognize, too, there are going to be many people not helping their children during this. But for the people who really are trying, they really are trying. They just are, are stuck with these computers.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, again, that's not an acceptable substitute. And, and something needs to be done about that. Make yourself heard uh, to the people who can make a difference. Thank you, Christine, and Moore, for uh, bringing that to our attention. Jim Bohannon for Bob McLean. We've got more to come. Stay with us. The latest news on the hour with Annie Robards. And after that, more of your talk, uh, your calls at 1063. The time now, three before six.